Miller Knight, and no one's gonna save you from the beat about to strike. Today is October 30th, and on this day in 1984, Michael Jackson's thriller officially sells 20 million copies in America. This introduces a new designation, Double Diamond. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I am doing well. How are you, Kim? Very good. Uh, I actually didn't pick Thriller specifically because Halloween is uh, tomorrow. Sure you did. It was sure purely coincidental. <laughs> I, I, did not, I didn't even think about that, the, <laughs> the parallel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, welcome in, Raiders. Chasing Dragonflies, thanks for the raid. Um, we are a weekly music podcast where we just talk about music. But, Eric, we're going to start off with your drink of choice. What are you drinking tonight? Well, unlike you, I did choose the beer for this week's podcast to celebrate Halloween. Happy Hallows Eve, everybody, or whatever holiday it's turned into. Um, This is from Phillips Brewing right out of Victoria. Um, Probably one of the most popular brewing companies, I would say, in BC. Uh, You can go anywhere in BC and you can probably get uh, a Phillips Brewing beer. not all the selections, obviously, but uh, but you will get a uh, Phillips beer, usually Blue Buck or the Tilt Lager. So this is a the Crooked Tooth Nitro Pumpkin Ale coming in at 7%. As you can see, I really think that their cans are really like funky. Uh, so it even I, I noticed this at Chem. There is booze inside. Get it? Boo. <laughs> Scary. That's terrible. That's so bad. Yeah. And then so I did, there's still some left in the can, but I did uh, tend to pour it um, But because it, it gives gives you instructions. Because it is a nitro beer, technically it should pour like a Guinness. Um, so it says chill your can, pour it hard, enjoy your beer, but it almost topped over, so I don't know. Um, Guinness and those Irish companies have figured it out. They have that little ball inside that just makes it not go overboard but uh i didn't obviously want it to go over all my stuff uh so this says phillips crooked tooth nitro pumpkin ale is gently spiced and hits uh like a fresh slice of pumpkin pie nitrogen has been added to deliver an extra smooth finish to this boozy treat (laughs) so cheers everybody very nice happy uh early halloween to everyone for those of you who celebrate it, mm. I don't think Halloween is a religious ceremony, is it? Or a religious thing? It's like a pagan Maybe for thing. the pagans. The pagans. Maybe for the pagans. Okay. And usually the pagans are, uh, you know, you filthy pagan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I believe in the old gods, so uh, <laughs> it would definitely be in my wheelhouse for sure uh anyways um okay let's uh let's get into some music uh eric Mm -hmm. anything of particular note that you've been listening to this past week yes um there are two things one of them which i want to discuss last uh first off rival sons came out with another album it's like a mini album it's not an ep it's like a mini album because they had a album that came out this year which i thought was bomb uh it was dark fighter um Mm, so they have an album called Lightbringer, and i feel like this album i have to do more research but it's clocking in at 30 minutes the whole album there's only six songs on this and it is more of an ep but i think that this band wanted these songs on their original album but they probably clashed with their producers 
because the first song dark fighter which is the name of the other album um it's clocking in almost at 10 minutes the opening damn and it's it is a kick-ass song it is so good i think that this album is awesome um i thought that dark fighter the album was good uh this song Lightbringer, check it out it's i think it's better than dark fighter and i really enjoyed that so uh i am surprised uh why dark fighter didn't make it on the actual album uh that surprises me but yeah why wouldn't uh, you put the title track on the same album mm-hmm. that's actually really confusing I'm wondering if the producers had some or like the record companies like we can't put this song here, <laughs> but we're going to still call the album Dark Fighter. So um, I have to do a little bit more digging into that because my curiosity is up for that one. Uh, and then the other album I checked out was uh, One More Time by Blink-182. Mm. Cam, did you get a chance to check this out? I haven't finished it. I've gone to up to the third last track. What do you think of it so far? It's actually a pretty good album from Blink. It is. I, I think it's it's pretty good. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, it brings back that nostalgia of like yeah, back in the day. And then even that one, uh, I think it's one the one more time track, and it yeah. sounds like their other hit there. Yeah, yeah. I think they did that purposefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the lyrics are very like if you follow Blink One Eighty Two's career, it's like very introspective. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I so far what I've listened to that album, it's got it still sounds like Blink 182, um, but it sort of continued on that mature path that they've been going on, where mm-hmm. um, probably starting around their self titled album, which was in early 2000s, I want to say, where they took mm-hmm. on a more a little bit more of a serious tone uh, to their mu- music instead of just making like poop jokes the whole time. Uh, not to say that there aren't any on this album, but um, there's definitely a lot more ballads and, and just like darker songs uh, rather than yeah. just like a pop punk uh, 100% on this album. But I, I do like the new Blink-182 album. It's actually really good. I mean, Travis Barker, incredible drummer. Oh, yeah. Like some of those, I was like listening to some song, like, holy shit, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's just so clean and crisp. Yeah. Right. Like, there was one song um, on the album where I actually felt like it was almost like it sounded like Neil Peart was playing on oh. the song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I should have I wrote down what the song was, but I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, t- two, two awesome albums to check out um that's pretty much what i've been listening to so very nice very nice um yeah nothing really of note that i've been listening to i, I tried to take a look at the blink 182 album that you mentioned uh, but didn't get to finish it um, but nothing really new on my end um so let's just move on to uh some fan mail that we got uh which is always Ooh, exciting. fan mail <laughs> So this is in relation uh, specifically to our um, Dog Star episode. Uh, we were talking about how there was a lot of uh, actors, actor musicians that were good, but we couldn't really name any uh, musicians turned actors. Um, and our- It's funny because I, I feel like we're going to get ripped apart on this because <laughs> I after the episode, I was like, holy shit, there are some, but you just don't think of it in the moment. Yeah. But 
Um, so maybe we'll just let go- the roasting <laughs> begin. <laughs> we'll just go through the list because our good friend Miguel Prats uh, has given us mm. a few suggestions. Um, I don't know. I don't agree with this one at all, but uh, he did list William the Goat Shatner as uh, the greatest actor musician of all time. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mike. Okay. Um, I want to say... This is an actor musician, but um, the greatest, I don't think so. No, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> However, that blues album that he did come up oh, with was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I will always listen to a William Shatner album not because it's good, because I know I'm going to just personally in the inside enjoy it for pure humor's sake. <laughs> I don't know why people let him record music. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for him to do like a Tony Bennett tribute <laughs> album. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, great musicians turned actors. So Will Smith is on the list. Now, I think we did discuss Will Smith on the episode, but I feel like he is an actor first, then musician. That's sort of how I feel about him. I I get that, you know, he has the whole Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff thing, but I always associate him as an actor rather than a musician. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know too much of his actual like music, so I can't really speak on behalf of that um i'm sure if i've heard it like i'll I'll, like you know recall but i can't think of any right now at the top of my head yeah like like definitely influential because he was there from like the beginning of not the beginning of hip-hop but in terms of mainstream success beginning of that Mm -hmm. in hip-hop so like yes but i don't know i would still consider him a bigger actor than more of an actor Mm -hmm. than a musician i would say absolutely uh on that list justin timberlake now i've never watched anything justin timberlake's acted in other than um the social network where he played um the napster guy i would say that is probably your best adaptation that i can think of because i just watched a movie with him recently called reptile on netflix with benicio del toro Mm. oh my god is good? it amazing? Oh. It's so good. I really enjoyed that movie. I recommend it. Don't want to spoil it because it's really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say his acting is phenomenal. And, and then he does make, okay. I would say he makes good music. I definitely associate him with being a musician first, then an actor. A hundred percent. So, 100%. but your critique I think of his can, acting is good. I think he can play both sides equally well. Oh, okay. For okay. sure. Okay. Uh, on this list also is Ice Cube. I, 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 I don't know. I've I've seen Ice Cube in like those these movies. I don't think he's a very good actor. That's uh, that's him from that's his like heart saying Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a draw. He's like very good at like you know bringing attention to the movie. Like people are gonna go see it because he's acting in a movie. But I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen him like act <laughs> i would never consider him an actor <laughs> he is like one of the best you know hip-hop mcs of all time but acting i don't know about that <laughs> it's very surface level um oh. lady gaga i don't know i don't i've never really to be honest watched anything she's acted in 
I haven't even seen that that famous one with Bradley Cooper that everyone oh. just like like lost their shit over. Oh shit, what is it called? I should probably Google this. I don't in the shadow. Shallow, la, 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 right? I don't know if that's what the movie's called. Bradley Cooper. Uh, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue in the movie name. A star is born. A star is born. Uh, and then acting, a... isn't she just playing herself? <laughs> I don't think she's playing herself. I think no. I think isn't the story about like an upcoming musician? And That's her. No, Bradley Cooper. Oh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper is the upcoming musician. No, Bradley Cooper's like the famous person, and then yeah, she's just playing they... herself. I don't <laughs> think that's acting. But then there's a movie I heard that was that she was really good in was like that Gucci movie or whatever. It's oh, like about yeah, the Gucci yeah. family. Right, Apparently, right. it was really good. So I haven't seen that either. So I can't speak on behalf of that as well. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Um. Let's see. Uh, I don't. He put ludicrous on this list. <laughs> <laughs> What's ludicrous? I, I Fast can't. and Furious. Fast and Furious. Okay. Fast and Furious. That's right. Most okay. of them, I think, at this point. I've only seen the three. <laughs> Actually, no. I saw three. The one, two, three, and then I saw like five, and then that's it. <laughs> you know, they're so... at ten now, right? Oh, the I know. X. I Fast and Furious this... X. Like I can't wait for like the car to like go to the next galaxy to save somebody. I think they're already on the moon. I'm pretty sure one of them they drive around on the moon or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, oh, and finally, oh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. What what has he played? Like, does he play instruments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, he's Marky Mark. I don't oh. know if he's a good I don't, musician. Yeah. I would say no. No. I think he's an actor. He's an actor. 100% actor. Yeah. M- musician. Hey, nice hobby. You yeah. play guitar on your spare time. <laughs> you dance around in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't put Mark Wahlberg in the musician no. category. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that was the list of uh, suggested, um, suggested ones. <laughs> uh, all right, that was the fan mail for this week. Uh, let's get into some music news. Uh, let's see what is. Uh, oh, here's a here's one that you know I'm sort of on the fence on to be honest. But Mike Portnoy has returned to Dream Theater, and they will start working on a new album. The al- the drummer originally left the band in 2010. Mike Mangini is now out of the band. I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Mike Portnoy? He's in... <laughs> yeah. Well, after leaving Dream Theater, he's been in so many bands. He's like... Always been like a hired gun, essentially, for so many oh, okay. But Maybe that's um, why he kind of fizzled out of my radar. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's there. back in Dream Theater now, so he... That would be good. Yeah, he was the primary songwriter in that band when he was there. Um, I don't know. I mean, was was he in... I'm trying to think. What was that album that came out? Hang on. I, I got to look this up because Dream... He hasn't been okay. in the band for 13 years. For like 13 years. Okay, so he wasn't in the band when... Where, where's the freaking album? <laughs> he hasn't done second, guys. the last two, I think. Last three, maybe? The last three? Okay, so The Astonishing, because I actually quite like that one. The Astonishing. 
Astonishing was that was in 2016. Yeah, no, no, that was with Mike, Mike Magini. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I actually quite like that one. And like, do you think that he is like Dream Theater needs him? Do you think without him, Portnoy? Do you no. think no, Dream no, no, Theater? No. They don't need him, but he was. They've now gone to the point. All of the musicians in Dream Theater are very, very, very capable musicians. Um, yeah, it's just that people got used to Dream Theater being the Mike Portnoy show show because he was mm. the primary songwriter, and then once okay. he left, the other band members had to start writing more songs. Gotcha. Um, and they've done the they've done it successfully. They're they're just like all you have to do in that band is be just super technical and progressive and yeah you know, you'll you'll appease the fans change keys every three bars <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> um, and it's not to say that i mike portnoy obviously is one of the greatest like drummers uh currently or ever i guess mm -hmm. you could probably put him in that category but his replacement is also a phenomenal drummer so Mm -hmm. It's not like you're getting an upgrade or gotcha. that's it's basically and we'll see how this goes. But if Mike Portnoy takes over, takes back over songwriting duties, then maybe they might sound like older Dream Theater. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think Dream Theater specifically needs Mike Portnoy. That'd be interesting because like you said, like if he's played with all these other bands and kind of like a hired gun. Like he's definitely has gotten more influences and creativity yeah. from these other bands that he's played with. So it would be interesting to hear that come out differently from old Mike Portnoy to what he is now. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'd be intrigued about. That's true. Uh, but yeah, the old band is back together. So um, I assume the album will come out maybe next year or maybe 2025. So maybe we'll take mm -hmm. a listen once that comes out. Uh, in other news, FanDuel co-founder Nigel Eccles, I think that's how you pronounce it, is launching a fantasy sports-inspired music game called Fantasy Music Manager. Uh, the private beta <laughs> is open now. Instead of building a fantasy sports team, you build a roster of musicians and score points based on their growth in monthly listener numbers. Is EA Games hosting this? Because it's going to be a trash game um I, I i shed a tear when i read this i thought this i was think this a joke. Is, this is a joke i i don't know who would buy money for this like it would be fun to have this discussion over beers right of like oh who's which would band would be a super band right but uh i think that actually making a game like i don't see the point because it's not like you're making because i know like i play fifa right or mm -hmm. now it's called football club <laughs> i keep getting corrected by someone uh but i'm not <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> it's still the same freaking game uh just with a new name uh but at least like i can understand a sports game because you're managing a team with like endless mm -hmm. amounts of players from different countries like whatever like and i'm talking based this is my knowledge of fifa and i'm sure it's like the other games too and uh, you're you're constantly like who's on the bench like with musicians it's not like that it's not like yeah so we have like the four guys in the band and we have people that sit on the bench 
just in case something happens to the guitar player. Like, you know, we're going to sub them in. <laughs> like, it, that doesn't that doesn't happen, right? It's like either the band gets fucked over by one of the members and is like, I can't play the show. And then they have to find a replacement for that show or or they just go without him, right? So I can't see this being fun because you're literally like, like, what are you doing? Like a Dave Matthews kind of band, like with like 13 oh, people on the band. And you're like, that'd be so like oh, you can't make any money because you can't sell out the ACC all the time. <laughs> so I think this is going to be a little bit different. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be like a FIFA style video game. Uh, this is going to work mm-hmm. very much like uh, fantasy football where you're betting on like specific games or certain players to, to hit certain stats. Uh, so I think this is going to be similar to that where you're going to be like, okay, Olivia Rodrigo is on my fantasy team. She's going to hit 1 million monthly listeners in the month of April uh, and you bet like oh. twenty bucks on it, or you, or you have a pool of like twenty musicians, and then your twenty stacked up against another someone else's twenty has more monthly listeners, so you win the the prize pool for that month. I think that's dumb. <laughs> I still think crazy. that's dumb. It's crazy. Yeah. That's so stupid. I'm sorry, because like it's gonna be like everyone's gonna pick like. You know, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift. No, but oh, it, shit, I didn't get Taylor Swift this year. But it's, oh, it's going to well, be, gonna uh, <laughs> what's it called? A draft lottery. I'm pretty sure, like, it's it's going to be set mm-hmm. up the exactly same way. So, like, you get the number one overall pick. You get to choose anyone. And then once that person is chosen, then the second overall pick, you pick someone else and then keep going that way. But that's, that, that's what I mean, though. Like, because like, I, like, at work, a lot of people watch American football. And they keep trying to get me to going in on their American football. I know nothing about American football, but I said, sure, why not? It's fun. And when it comes down to the players, they're all like sitting in a row. They're like, oh, you fucker, you got that wide receiver. I want it. Oh, right. So like, I, that, that's exactly what's going to happen here. Right. Like people are going to pick Taylor Swift and then they're going to win every year. Whoever gets Taylor Swift will win every year. Yeah. They're, they're definitely Am I wrong? Be some... Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. But uh yeah, there's definitely going to be some. I just think it's it's crazy. I if if this were to go through, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift would would have to be like not selectable. Uh, so I know yeah. in like uh, in hockey fantasy pools, Connor McDavid is just like skipped over. Like no one is allowed to choose Connor McDavid because he's just like ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I don't see the outside of just being like a gambling addict. I don't see an appeal to this. I don't see an appeal to this either. As a, as a musician, I have no interest in this. I think this is dumb. Like betting I think this is a, monthly listener I think, numbers? Yeah. I think this is a dumb idea because like how does, is it just for like, like is it bands too? Like, or is yeah, it yeah, like. Yeah. Any, any band, solo artist, whatever. Can I pick like Dave Grohl? And then I, I double down on Nirvana and Foo Fighters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would be like their specific Spotify page. What the stats mm. of that Spotify page is interesting yeah i don't know i don't i don't see this taking off i think this is going to be a crash and burn yeah um i don't know it's anyways uh maybe maybe we'll have a fantasy face-off here oh my god you and me on the podcast we should have a draft (laughs) we should have a draft lottery and 
put a roster together. Yeah, and then and then everyone can criticize us <laughs> and be like, "Why did you pick these musicians?" <laughs> but we should make it rules. We should make it like these low no name musicians. Oh, we can't yeah, pick yeah. above a certain tier. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, in other news, Pete Townsend of The Who is working on turning his 2019 book called The Age of Anxiety into a full opera. He's currently developing the score and recording the music. Uh, the Who are famous for creating the rock operas Tommy in 1969 and Quadrophenia in 1973. I, I don't know. Do you care about rock operas in general? You know, I've never really seen one. Like, but I've heard that they're good. Yeah, I don't I've, know. I've heard that they're good. Like I heard the Queen one is really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Queen one is yeah, it's actually pretty good. But like, I don't know. Pete Townsend's like seventy or eighty at this point. I don't know if mm. I really care about him writing a full, like, freaking opera on based on his book called The Age of Anxiety. It sounds mm. very boring <laughs> um i think that the who would be a good band for an opera that's and, true because you've got songs like baba o'reilly yeah right pinball won't get wizard. fooled again yeah. pinball wizard right yeah like so i think it's there but will it be good that's another story <sighs> right i think you have that you have the foundation yeah. but you need to make you need to make it good yeah. Uh, anyways, other news: Creed have officially announced a forty-show uh, tour of the U.S. in two thousand and twenty-four. So they are coming off the cruise ship, and they are actually touring uh, the whole U.S. in twenty twenty-four. I'm still not. I don't know. I'm still not interested in gonna go see Creed. To be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't go see Creed. <laughs> Like I like the bands, I actually don't mind them, uh, but I wouldn't. I I I don't think I'd I'd be happy not seeing them ever. Yeah. Um. Anyways, last piece of news: Hypnosis, the company that was at the forefront of buying music catalogs like Neil Young's and Red Hot Chili Peppers, is facing an uncertain future. In a recent shareholder vote, the leadership's proposal to sell off four hundred and forty million dollars of its song catalog has been rejected. The company has so far spent more than $2 billion uh, buying up these catalogs and have run out of money. So they needed finances to continue as a company. Uh, but their uh, suggestion of selling off part of their catalog has been rejected. Their share value has dropped to less than half of its value compared to a year ago. Hmm. I think we could have sort of predicted this, that how can you spend half a million dollars on Bob Dylan's catalog and expect to make that money back. Mm -hmm. Half a billion. Sorry. That's very true. Like how in the world were you going to make this money back for like Bruce Springsteen's was 300, I think. And Neil Young's was three. No, Bruce was 500, I think. And Neil Young was 300. Like, I don't know how you make that money mm -hmm. back in like um, 50 years. It's like one of those like I, I feel like this kind of investment is like the long game. Like you're you're holding on to this for like twenty years. Yeah. But still, like how right? how can you make that much money? I I don't know, because you have to think, like, even if you use these songs 
in your marketing, there's a, you can't use all their songs. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to use the popular ones, which are going to bring you money. So like, I, I feel like it's a numbers game. Like the more numbers you have, the better off you are, but I can't see you making your money back. Yeah. It's crazy. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know that that does put a question mark on uh, selling Pink Floyd's catalog, Queen's catalog. Like, is there even money in the system to even purchase those catalogs at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna be it's it's amazing because, like, we've mentioned this many times before on the podcast. When it started, it sounded like oh, these musicians are making like tons of money. Mm-hmm. Right. But then it's like gone. Like after that one payout, that's it. Yeah. Right. And and I always was curious to see what's going to happen on the end of the purchaser. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you're going to start seeing these issues come up now. Yeah. I don't know. It It's a crazy investment. I, yeah. I think, yeah. When it first started happening, we were talking about it. It's like, I don't know. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. That's the music news for this week. Eric, let's go into the album for let's this week. Uh, so, um, for those of you following along with us every week, uh, this album, uh, that we decided to do is the brand new album by the Rolling Stones. It's a brand new uh, album, Hackney Diamonds. So Hackney Diamonds is the 24th British and 26th American studio albums by English rock band, the Rolling Stones. That's how old they are. They released it regionally, huh. uh, their earlier albums. Uh, it was released on October 20th, 2023. It is the first studio album of original material by the band since 2005's A Bigger Bang. Uh, they did have 2016 studio album Blue and Lonesome, but that was a blues cover album. Uh, this is the first album following the 2021 death of uh, their drummer, Charlie Watts. Eric, your thoughts on Hackney Diamonds, the brand new Rolling Stones album. I mean, I know I got ridiculed on that episode where I was like, why are these old guys making <laughs> music? And and I have to say, like, I'm putting my foot in my mouth because this album I really enjoyed. I put this on a lot. I could not stop listening to it. Um here is a perfect example of like when I was trying to explain on that episode of like if you're if you were at this age of like service in the music world, uh, the Rolling Stones legends like on the brink of death, <laughs> right? Like literally knocking at yeah. death's door. Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect example. Like 2005 was the last album that they made for original music. Yeah for original music and it just shows that they could have made they could have easily have made another album mm. and it would have sold because the diehard rolling stones fan would definitely definitely have bought it but no i i'm not taking back my hate like okay first of all i don't hate <laughs> old people okay <laughs> let's get that straight i'm chasing dragonflies okay um but what, I, what I'm saying is, is that here's a perfect scenario of it's like they waited this year, like this long gap. They came up with an album and they made sure that all the songs were good. Right. Like, yes, there were weaker songs on this album. I wouldn't say it's a perfect album, but it's it's pretty damn good. It's a pretty damn good album. 
Uh, this just shows the veterancy of this band because the flow of this album, I would say, is perfect. Yes, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I dare anybody uh, discuss this with me or challenge me on this. But like, first of all, angry, perfect song, and I love it when the opener song is the. Um, lead single is is the lead single because yeah. it then it kind of like doesn't give it away because there's like a certain flow of the album i personally love get close i think that song the second song on the album yeah. sick song um dreamy skies something about the rolling stones they can really make a good country song yeah wild horses was probably yeah. one of my so good this song is like a close like it's close to Wild Horse wow. for me. Oh shit! Okay, a hundred percent. Okay, um, that's big. That's I big. think that the best song on this album, for like global wide, I think is "Sweet Sounds of Heaven." What with a Lady good, Gaga? What a good song! Oh my god! I was sitting there, and then it, when it comes down, and then right. it kind of just sits at that level for a bit, and then it builds back up. I was like. Oh my god, the song's not over. This is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's got that sort of like Layla vibe, like outro type of thing. Yeah, but it like, was done yeah. so well. And Lady Gaga is featured perfectly on this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like perfectly on this. And okay, there's just so much stuff I want to talk about this album. <laughs> uh I thought the closer was a cool song, the Rolling Stones Blues. That was yeah. a sick ending too for yeah. the album. Because I... it was like yeah, that's a Muddy Waters cover. Um, and I, to, to be honest, I would have preferred Sweet Sounds of Heaven being the closer because that is like, mm-hmm. I think that is the natural choice. But if you're going to add a song at the end, it definitely has to be a blues cover uh, for yes. the Rolling Stones. So yeah, it's really and, and And what I liked about that, and yes, I knew it was a cover, but I loved it because it, it kind of shows the like, you know, if we're going to like die in the next year or two like this is like a perfect finisher because it's like this is this is the type of music that they got into playing yeah at the very beginning and this is what we're going to go out with and and i thought that was kind of like a cool homage to to that um i i thought the guitar solos were sick like i can't believe i can't believe those guitar solos were even played by keith richards to be honest Keith richards can still play like ronnie wood like i can't believe he's playing these solos i know and and i just felt like just the song wasn't overproduced it was produced perfectly like i think that this is a really good album and and like uh i wouldn't say it's their best album because i really like yeah, i don't know some some girls definitely has uh has a spot in my heart let it bleed sticky fingers exile on main street exile. right like here's a bunch of bunch of albums that these guys knock out of the park and and just to show that at their age they're still giving it yeah um interesting thing i have to do a bit of digging here but they did have uh not a lot of features but they did have some features on this album which are not very uh upfront uh mm. track two get close it's actually featuring elton john on piano uh Sick. which is hilarious because like you would think if you get Elton John on the track, you want him to sing on it to be like, from a commercial perspective, but he just showed mm. up and played piano on it, which is like, I like that. I dig cool. that. Uh, fourth track bite my head off is featuring Paul McCartney on bass. 
just base Ooh. right like it these the choices that they've made of these features are actually just like really cool they're they're not doing mm-hmm. it to be like you know selling records or anything it's literally just come in and jam with us and you know fuck the the commercial part of it mm-hmm. um track eight live by my sword also features elton john just on piano um and then sweet sounds of heaven obviously featuring lady gaga uh on vocals but it also features stevie wonder on keyboards and piano Ooh, damn damn that's pretty that's a pretty good lineup and and i just love the humbleness of that yeah like we just want you to play piano and and you know these guys like elton john i feel like he's definitely elton john like he wouldn't have his songs and like by singing and playing the piano, but I feel like at his heart, he's a piano player. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and I find that's really cool when it's just like, no, no, I don't, I don't need to sing on this album. I'm content playing piano Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the band. And that's really that, that just like amped up yeah, this yeah. album for me. <laughs> uh, Chasing Dragonfly says that Elton does a piano song on Lil Nas, Nas X's album also. Yeah. I'm surprised. Like, and th- this isn't the only isolated case. Elton John actually just shows up and plays piano on a lot of like different artists' albums, which is mm-hmm. hilarious to me. That's actually <laughs> like you would think you'd want him to sing, but he just like plays piano wherever he wants. Um, I am thoroughly surprised that this album is anywhere near good. When we were discussing whether to listen and and talk about this album when we first heard about it i was like there's no way this is gonna be good like there's absolutely (laughs) no way the rolling stones can still play (laughs) i thought it was gonna be mediocre i thought it was gonna be like horseshit i was like (laughs) old people there's no way they can still play Mm. as a band they are too old Uh, (laughs) uh, but i put on my earbuds i hit play and holy shit it sounds good angry like okay none of these songs outside of maybe sweet sounds of heaven are like i would say like a classic uh rolling stones song like it's not like a sympathy for the devil or satisfaction type of song Mm -hmm. where it's going to be iconic but they don't try to be something that they aren't they are the rolling stones and they play to their strengths and when you put the first track on the bass, the 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 drums, they're all big sounding. Like yeah. I had to I had to go back and listen to other records. I'm like, why does this sound so good? Like, am I missing mm-hmm. something? And I listened to like uh what are the records that we did? Like Olivia Rodrigo's album. I had to go back and like it is this sounding better than Olivia Rodrigo's album? I thought that was good. And I listened <laughs> to that album, I was like this is garbage compared to the Rolling Stones album, mm-hmm. sonically. I'm not talking about the songwriting. But like like the real mm-hmm. drums, the real bass, the real guitars. You don't get that much It just anymore. sounded so heavy and so raw. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, this is what organic. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this was recorded on tape rather than like a digital mixer. It's like. Yeah, I was thinking of that the whole album. Because the thing with these kind of guys, like Eric Clapton, the Beatles, like these guys don't play like, all right, guitar player, come on in and do your thing. Like they're playing live on the track. Like yeah. everybody's on the stage in the studio, I mean, 
and they're just record they're they just hit record and they let them do their thing yeah and and there's something magical about that which you don't get in most modern music nowadays yeah when and... you quantize the shit out of it yeah it's uh, it's just i don't know this record just thoroughly surprised me it sounds so good sonically i i i think songwriting wise there's nothing there's nothing to um there's nothing new about it. You're not going to go into this record thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to hear something I've never heard before. I think most of these songs, like, it's pretty much in the Rolling Stones wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just good songs that are, except for the guitar solos. I'm, I thought the guitar <laughs> solos on this record were just like phenomenal. It's insane. I I actually couldn't. I had to look it up because I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way <laughs> that he's playing these guitar solos, and sure enough, he is. Yeah. And I don't even know how he's still like walking, let alone <laughs> like waking up in the morning. I should say, but man, like, I what I loved about this is most of the songs I can actually see them playing live. Yes. Like I could see like like when you see Mick Jagger moving around on stage. I don't know if he can actually move around like that anymore, but I can actually see him moving around like with angry, like just like doing his little like dancing on stage. Like it, it just gave me that just rolling. This is the Rolling Stones. Yeah. This isn't the Rolling Stones old. Like it felt like this was them in their prime. Like, yeah, that's what was crazy about this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just such a good album. And mm-hmm. And to me, like, really, this album ends on Sweet Sounds of Heaven. I, I really, like, when I listen to Rolling Stone Blues, the closing track, the Muddy Waters cover, it, to me, that's like a like a bonus track when, when I really mm-hmm. listen to this whole thing. Um, but, yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, yeah, I could see that. But at a blues musician's heart yeah. here, that's, like, the perfect ending yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So. No, but I do like the idea of it being, like, this is the Rolling Stones final statement. If it happens to be the final statement, like they end on a Muddy Waters cover, like that is that is the perfect way to close off the discography of the Rolling Stones. Man, that's that's like an incredible feat. Yeah. How many albums was that again? Uh, 24 British and 26 American. That's insane. Yeah. It's a lot. Um but yeah, I mean the the one track. If you're going to listen to this album and you need one song, I'm gonna go "Sweet Sounds of Heaven" being the best song mm-hmm. on this album. I think I would have to agree with you. Me personally, I think "Get Close" because it had that like beast of burden mm. kind of feel to it, yeah. which I I love that song. Um, but I would agree, like "Sweet Sounds of Heaven," Lady Gaga's phenomenal. Like they, they just match very well. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I feel like Rolling Stones too is uh, the perfect band. Like usually you have like 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 what Jason Dragonfly said. You had Elton John playing piano on Little Nas's. Like you have these like you know features and all that. But I feel like the Rolling Stones really mesh well with any artist. Mm, yeah. Like I feel I feel like there was that one documentary that they had. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but like every song on it, it was like a live performance. Oh. Every song on it, they had somebody like different. They had like Christina Aguilera come out or something. Um, I have to look this up quickly here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Rolling Stones, if you just bring in anyone, like they, they mesh really well. 
in this band. I'm just like, I don't, I just don't know how they pulled this off. I know. I, I, I don't understand it either. <laughs> but they did. They honestly did. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, I'll right. I'll put it on the Discord, but yeah. Uh anyways, uh final thoughts, ratings on Hacking Diamonds by the Rolling Stones, Eric. I I'm going to give it a 10. What? A 10. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Holy sh- Really? Yeah. A 10. A 10 out of 10. Oh my god. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'm standing where I am. Wow, that 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 puts it I think it's your only 10 this year, I think. Is it? I think it's your only 10 for this year. That's crazy. Yeah, 10 out of 10. I I loved I could not stop listening to this album. Yeah. It's like okay. it was good. It was really good. <laughs> wow, a 10. Jeez. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to put it high also. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 uh mm. for this record. Uh cuz I don't think when I listen to like music, I always want to hear something new, like something that I haven't heard before. I need some sort of innovation somewhere. But this is the Rolling Stones we're talking about at the ripe old age of like 86 at this point. Um, so you, you should have to temper that expectation a bit. But what they do is just, I don't think anyone does it any better. Um uh, mm. And for what it is, it's a nine out of ten for me. It's just a great record. It really is a great I, record. I, I even think it comes down to the, even the name of the record, Hackney Diamonds. Like that's a cool name yeah. for a record too. Yeah. So, yeah, Rolling Stones, man, they do it well. Check it out. It's crazy. Yeah, this is a great record. I can't believe it was it was good. <laughs> I'm just so surprised. Um. Okay, perfect. Uh, so yeah, that was our discussion on Hackney Diamonds, the brand new album by the Rolling Stones. Uh, oh, I have to import this image here. But uh, for those of you who have uh, who are following along with us every single week uh, on these albums, the album that we are going to be discussing is uh, our favorite band is, in the world. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, for those of you who are here on Twitch, you're going to see an image just randomly show up, and I'm going to resize it. It is the brand new re-recorded album by Taylor Swift, 1989, Taylor's version. Uh, I don't think it's much of a surprise we're going to be discussing this one, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of tracks. I really, I really dislike that these re-recorded versions have like so many unreleased tracks on it. I would, I would almost like, I jig the idea. Like, I'm not against bands coming out with like their vault songs, if you will. But I, I just have this like, why don't you just come out with them in volumes? Just like, yeah, the vault, volume one, yeah, the vault, volume two. Yeah. Like, there's no rhyme or reason why you couldn't do that. You, it should have really been 1989 Taylor's version, which is just the original track list or like whatever, mm-hmm. rearranged however you wanted it, and then 1989 Taylor's version, the vault with like yeah. all the extra stuff it really absolutely like that. absolutely but here we are we're gonna be talking about this album next week so you know it makes me beg this question and i'm gonna leave you guys with this thought um but with this vault stuff i'm i'm very intrigued to see if like what are the vault recordings on folklore Ooh, but to, i don't 
No, the vault recording song Folklore is Evermore. It's the next is album. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the next is album. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's definitely the next right. album. Then then disregard what I just said. <laughs> it's definitely the next album. The next okay. album was okay. just a bunch of B-sides from the songs that didn't make it onto Folklore. Okay. That's why I wasn't as good. <laughs> James Dragonfly says, because the vault, all, vault songs aren't good enough for an album. I mean... Hmm. I guess, but like, if you just called it the vault, I think people would get that these are the leftover mm-hmm. songs, and then people yeah. wouldn't be as harsh on those songs too because they know, <laughs> you know, you're releasing it for the true fans. You're not releasing mm-hmm. it because you think it's the best songs, right? Exactly. Um. Okay. Anyways, that's that's the album we're gonna be discussing next time. 1989 Taylor's version. Uh, and that's the podcast. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in for another week. Uh, this is the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're here live at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast every 10 p.m. Uh, sorry, every Monday at 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT. Uh, we have our YouTube channel. We have Spotify. We have Apple Music. All the places where you get your podcast. Um, ooh, we could call it Leftovers, as Chasing Dragonfly says. Taylor's ver- 1989 Taylor's version the leftovers you know what that's, that's amazing. very punk rock if you're to do that yeah that's actually kind of cool that's i dig cool. that name the leftovers um, <laughs> anyways <laughs> thanks for tuning in everyone uh that is it for this week and